Hello and welcome to ASPA's podcast. I am Anna Weber and I am ASPA's marketing coordinator. With me today, I have Tony Hemingway, who is the Chief Human Resources and Strategic Planning Officer at the Clover School District in Clover, South Carolina. Tony, thank you so much for joining me today. Would you mind sharing just a little bit about yourself with our listeners? All right. Thank you, Anna, and thank you for having me here today. So I'm uh, in Clover School District. This is my 28th year in education, 25 years with Clover School District. And so as Chief of Human Resources and Strategic Planning, that means I do all things HR and then all of those other duties that are assigned. But a lot of the work that I do is with leadership development, working with our assistant principals, principals, and our directors of our district, uh, just doing some leadership development type work, coaching, and making sure that all of our interactions and, and operations in our district are ran smoothly. Tony, I'm so excited to have you on today. We're going to talk a little bit about diversity and inclusion in education. What strategies has HR implemented to ensure a diverse pool of candidates using recruitment? And how does this contribute to creating a more inclusive educational environment? So one of the things that we have done is we've made sure that we've had diverse hiring teams. We feel that it's very important to be inclusive when it comes to selecting a candidate. And one of the things that we also feel is important is making sure you have diverse recruitment material and that your website speaks to the folks that you're trying to attract. Many times we see materials and, and, and websites where it causes someone to feel you know, that they don't belong, that they're not a part of that community and they can't see themselves thriving in that community just based on images and perceptions that we all have. So one of the, 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 the key strategies that we've tried to implement in our district is making sure that whatever we do to attract and recruit uh, educators to our district, that they feel that they can see themselves being a part of our community. And can you share some examples of successful initiatives where HR collaborated with educators and administrators to foster a culture of inclusion, ensuring that every member of the educational community feels valued and represented? Absolutely. So one of the things that we implemented was DEI training. And this kind of came out of, uh, you know, the incident, the, the murder that happened with George Floyd. And we knew that coming back, that there were going to be students and adults who had you know, feelings about what was seen and there were going to be conversations. So we felt the way to get ahead of that is to make sure that our administrators were prepared and, and coached on how to handle those conversations, how to deal with you know, the controversies that exist around conversations about race. And so we had a, 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 a training on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And a lot of people sometimes think when you're talking about diversity, that you're talking about race, but it, it can be about many things. When you look at um, religion, uh, national origin, sexuality, ability, all of age, sex, all of those things were a part of our conversations that we had. And so out of that, those trainings came conversations about race, conversations about diversity and equity. And um, we just wanted to make sure that we started small and in, in small conversations and then expand that out across the district. Another thing that we do in our district is we have an event, a monthly event called Terrific Tuesdays. And Terrific Tuesdays is an opportunity for everyone across the district to come together and just kind of have, you know, some social time outside of the work environment so that it helps people develop that inherent sense of belonging. You know, we always use this, the, the, the motto, 
you know, no matter who you are, where you're from, how you identify, you're accepted and you're welcomed here. And that's something we live by and something that we try to emphasize across our district. And is there anything that has come out of in the past four years since you started um, really emphasizing DEI? Is there any like specific practices or initiatives that have sort of blossomed out of this larger initiative? I think that the number one thing is making sure that we have those diverse hiring teams. And when you're looking at, you know, the the, the team, it's not about, you know, who's in the room. It's about who's not in the room, who's not at that table, being able to offer some input uh, into a conversation about promotions or uh, rec not recruitment, but hiring someone to be a part of that team. And then it's the whole mindset of getting away from this person is not a fit as more so to how do we determine the value add that they bring to the organization. And how can HR professionals actively address and mitigate unconscious biases in the recruitment and promotion process to promote fairness and equity in educational institutions? I think the, the number one thing is you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable with having those conversations. And, you know, when you think about building that sense of inherent uh, belonging, it has to be a part of the fabric of, of your organization. So I, I feel like uh, when you're considering the success of a DEI initiative or, you know, what more can we do? It's about being open to other people's perspectives, other people's ideas, and making sure that you have the right people, you know, in the right seats on the bus that's going in the right direction. How do diversity and inclusion training programs impact the mindset and behavior of educators? And how can HR measure the effectiveness of these initiatives? So I think they they have a, a great impact uh, on the organization's effectiveness. And I think that the leadership development programs or are kind of the catalyst to spark the change that is needed in a lot of districts. One of the things that uh, I understand people try to do is that they try to make it a top-down approach. And it has to be something that you survey and kind of ask your stakeholders, is this something you see as a need? Is it something that you see as important? And the way that you do that is by selling or by promoting the benefits of having a DEI initiative or including diversity within your, you know, your, your organization. And so when it comes to the measurement of that, I think the measuring of any DEI initiative or any DEI training program is by evaluating the culture of your, your workplace. And when you're evaluating that culture, what you're asking yourself is, do people feel like they belong? Do people feel like they have a voice? Do people feel like things are fair and equitable? Do they feel and uh, like, you know, this is a place where I'm, I'm heard, I'm trusted, and I can grow and develop into, you know, a, the professional that I, I want to be? Is this in a su supportive and inclusive environment? And so when you survey and you ask questions and you have those conversations, I think that's one way to determine that. As far as continuous improvement, you have to keep reevaluating what you're doing and seeing if that indeed works. When you look at the recommendations for hire and you, you see who's on that hiring team, was that team diverse? Was it diverse with you know all of the different factors of age, race, sexuality, uh, religion, uh, ability? You know, or do we have the same person, our same you know person in many different forms on that? that team. And so it's uh it's about again determining the value add 
for the organization, not about fit. And a lot of times we get caught up in fit and saying this person fits in. So really having conversations with your hiring managers about what does fit mean? How do you how do you define and explain fit? And then also what is not fitting in? And if it's not about the person's um, skill sets, their uh, abilities to impact change and contribute to the work that needs to be done, then we need to reevaluate how we arrive into the decision about having this person as a part of our team. And how can HR collaborate with educational leaders to create policies and practices that attract diverse talent and provide equal opportunities for career advancement and leadership roles? I think the number one way is by looking at your district's vision and mission. If your mission statements and your vision statements is inclusive language, if it's if it's talking about the culture and how you want to be inclusive, and it's not something that's at the forefront of, of what you're doing, then no DEI initiative will ever work because it has to be something that's rooted, again, in the fabric of the organization. It has to be an idea or a thought that everyone believes in and everyone buys into. Having those small pockets of, of conversations, I think is a start for, for that. But then when you are trying to determine policies that need to change, look at your hiring practices, look at the way that you're uh, recruiting talent to your, your district or to your organization and having that conversation. I think everything really starts with a conversation with someone bringing awareness to a need and then checking the temperature to see that everyone has bought into that need. But, but again, when it goes back to the policies that can be created, it has to be in the in the the vision and the mission statements and beliefs of that organization. And then when you look at the practices that you have, designing policies and practices around being inclusive and considering what's a value add as opposed to what is a fit. And as um, a lot of districts have really done an amazing job of starting to incorporate these DEI practices and they're sort of starting to look towards next steps. Are there any resources or tools that you would be willing to share with our listeners? Sure. Um, uh, they can reach me via email. Uh, I'm, you know, always an email away and I can share any resources that we have, but we've developed uh, trainings. We've had some very um, rich conversations around diversity and, and equity and inclusion in our district. And then just coming to the table to look at recruitment material and saying, if you were to see this to, to, to different stakeholders, if you were to see this material, would you feel like you are a part, you could be a part of this district? Uh, there, there are many things with, with web district websites. That's the first thing people do when they're exploring a new opportunity in your district is they're going to go look at your website to see, you know, who's represented, who's not represented. And if they see themselves represented there, then they will be more compelled to, to join. I Obviously, I'm not an educator, but I work in marketing. And one of the number one rules of marketing is to make sure that you're showing your audience to your audience. So making sure that you are presenting not necessarily what your view of the organization is, but what the realistic view of the organization is and making sure that you are representing everyone who is part of the fabric of your group. Tony, yeah. thank you so much for joining me today. Do you have any closing thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners? 
Well, thank you for allowing me the opportunity to share with you. And, you know, the, the thing that I want to say is that a lot of times when it comes to having these conversations, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. There are many people who come from different experiences, and sometimes their experiences may have them a little shy away from conversations about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And then also you have to get an understanding of what that means for the organization. A lot of times people have a misconception of what D, you know, DNI is, DNI is. And a lot of times they feel like it's about race and it's about doing more for one group than another group. But you have to have those conversations about what the terminology means and what it means as an impact on the organization. Absolutely. Tony, would you mind sharing with our listeners where they can reach you? I will put your email address in the description of the episode, but is there anywhere else people can connect with you? Sure. Um, on LinkedIn, uh, uh, Dr. Tony Hemingway, and also uh, Twitter. I have is at that's that's Mr. H is my Twitter at uh, it's, it's funny at that's Mr. H because that's what when I was a teacher, that's what my students would call me, Mr. H. So uh, that's Mr. H is is my Twitter. And then again, my my email, Tony.hemway at clover.k12.sc.us. Amazing. Thank you so much, Tony, for joining me. Thank you.